בוקר אור רבותיי, ערב שבת, קודש. אנחנו נגיד לתיים השעות, אז אנחנו צריכים לקחת את זה. אנחנו פרשת פינחס. We cannot go to the whole parasha, Rabotai, in the small time that we have, in the time that's allotted to us. So we picked one, one piece, but we can get clarity once and for all on this piece over here. So we'll have a benefit. <coughs> the uh, the Mepharshim bring down that always parashat Pinehas, more times than not, will start to fall out during the three weeks. So that means when Parashat Pinehas comes, even if you don't have your calendar handy, more or less you know you're starting the three weeks, which this week we did. We did Shavu Sabbat Tammuz, bingo, right away Parashat Pinehas. And the Mepharshim say two reasons why uh, the Hashkaha orchestrated it that way. One reason is because in the Parashat it talks about the, the holidays, the Yamim Tovim. So therefore, since now we're going through the difficult days, so we say when we announce the fast, Yehafokha Kadosh Baruch Hu, the Sasun of Simcha, the Neagon of Simcha. So therefore we, we're giving the, especially that we know that there's, the holidays of Tishri are 21 days, which means from Rosh Hashanah until, let's say, Hoshana Rabbah is 21 days. So that's connected to 21 days of the Yemeber and Mitzalim. So therefore they're saying that that we should turn these days into those days. Okay, so that's one reason why we read Yamim Tovim specifically as we're entering the Yamim of Ben HaMetzarim. It's a good siman that we're trying to say, don't worry, one day everything's going to be a holiday. Another reason why we read Parashat Pinehas during this time is because we know that Pinehas received a treaty this week. Right? noten lo shalom. You got a peace treaty from God. Uh, so the Targum Yonatan ben Uziel says, what is this peace treaty? So it says, He's going to turn into an everlasting angel. And he's going to eventually return to the world. And he's going to be the Mebaser of the Geulah. The Sof Yomayah. So that's another reason why we read Parashat Pinehas right before, as we go into the turmoil of the three weeks, right away in the beginning of the Parashat, they tell us, don't worry, Rabotai, Yesh Pinehas, Menel Azad, Biriti Shalom, there's a Mibasir, there's a Geulah, it's a process, Amezat Hashem, it's going to happen. So it'll be the second reason why we read Parashat Pinehas. Now I'll give you a third reason, Rabotai, that the Sephardim bring down. The main reason why we're in Avelut during the three weeks is because of Hurban Beta Mikdash, the Hurban Yerushalayim, but for that matter, Galinu Ma'arzenu, the Galut, the Galut of Eretz Israel. That's the main, uh, the main item that we're, uh, that we're crying for. Of course, the, the death of the Tzaddikim goes without saying, but the point, the Galut HaShekhinah, that's all, all one and the same. But these weeks, our focus is on Eretz Israel. And in this week's parashat, parashat Pinehas, we see a bunch of ladies that come to Moshe Rabbeinu and they, they uh, 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 exude a tremendous amount of love 
towards Eretz Yisrael, and they come along and they say, we want to have a Na'ala, we want to have a Helek. And Moshe Rabbeinu uh, receives the question, we'll see from the text now, then he gets an answer and he gives them a Helek. So therefore, this is a good omen that uh, we read about the Nahala of Eretz Yisrael. Although now the Nahala is in, uh, in flux, now the Nahala is a little, you know, it's been taken away from us temporarily since the time of the Hurban. Okay, we got it back. Some say, Ad-Khaltad Geula. We're not going to go into that now. But the point is, we read about the Nahala. Next week also, by the way. Matot Masai, same thing. Nahala, Shevet Gad. They all, everybody's talking about Nahala. These parashiyot talk about the, uh, uh, our, our, our claim to Eretz Israel and the division. So that is uh, very appropriate for these, uh, for these times. Okay, Nabotai, so since that's one of the connections, I could have either talked about today the Mashiach, the Hagin, or Benot Tzedofhad. So what did I do? I go to my office, I go to the Mikveh first, then I take dice and I roll the dice, finish. After I say the Shemi, I roll the dice. And whatever the dice say, we follow the Goral. And it came out to Benot, Benot Tzedofhad, so we got lucky. Let's read the Rabotei Yafo Mashim in front of you. It's Perek Chav Zayin, Pasuk Aleph. Vatikravna benot selofhad ben hefer. Okay, these are the daughters of selofhad ben hefer. Ben gilad, ben machir, ben menasheh. Lemishpechot menasheh ben yosef. Okay, now we have the lineage of these great sadkaniyot. Basically, the Torah uh, gave their, uh, their lineage back to Yosef Asadik. And these are their names. How many of them? Five daughters. Okay. Who is the most beautiful of the five daughters, by the way? Yohumash doesn't have pictures. I understand that. Shalom Melech says, Yafa Atahayati. Anyway, so it says they come to Moshe Rabbeinu, but Ta'amod na lefne Moshe, velefne el Azara Kohen, velefne an Nisiim, vechol Aida. What was this? Agudat Yisrael Convention in the Hyatt? What is this over here? They come in front of Moshe, el Azad, Nisiim, Aida. They came in front of the whole world, they came in front of. Where does this happen over here? They come in front of the whole world. Obviously, that's a lucky question. I have no problem. Have a lucky question. Go to the local rabbi, your competent local authority, your local rabbi. No, instead, this question they decide to bring to Klaistan. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Petah Oel Mo'ed. At the front of Oel Mo'ed. Okay, that's the location. I guess that's important for some reason. Anyway, they present the question. Avinu met ba midbar. Of course, I thought he died in the Himalaya mountains, but now the Torah reminds me that he didn't die in the Himalaya, so you shouldn't make a mistake. He died in the midbar. Oh, okay, good. They come to Moshe Rabbeinu. Avinu met ba midbar. What did you think otherwise? No, Rabbotai. What else did you think? Where else can you? You're being cut off all the time. You're being cut off all the time. Maybe you need to mute somebody. Oh, you know why? Because we're in the Midrash over here, and the Wi-Fi in the Midrash is not like it is in the office. So ask me why we're not in the office. Because the air conditioning doesn't work in the office. So therefore, it's a catch-27, uh, uh, Izzy. 
Maybe you know what? Go and learn Torah. If you go and learn Torah, I Torah, the, the feed is good. Okay? The zoom over here. Gam zoom le Torah. Okay. Anyway, Avinu met b'midbar. They come along and say, our father died in the midbar. So they make right away a disclaimer. Moshe, he was not part of Korah. Don't think he was part of Korah. Again, they're coming over here for a claim of real estate. Okay, their father died. That's important because they need to say, listen, the father died. He had no boys. We're the only surviving girls. <coughs> it's a question in Yerusha. I no problem. Why do they have to come to Moshe Rabbeinu and say, by the way, it wasn't part of Korah? Cause of death is not the coroner's office over here. We're not discussing over here cause of death in order to do an autopsy or something. Yeah, cause of death. He wasn't part of Korah. Okay, wasn't part of Korah. Do we care if he died in his sleep or he died of uh, uh, stress or he died of other causes? But they make it very clear he didn't die in the debacle of Korah. <laughs> it was a private sin. Ubanim no hayudo. And now they're getting to the nitty gritty. Ubanim no hayudo. He didn't have any boys. He didn't have any boys. It's probably the only, uh, probably the only one that didn't have any boys. Because it says anybody that came home from Matan Torah, they all had boys that night. Shubu lachem na holechem. It says. So they all went home. And all that, boys. Okay, the Ramban says in Mas'ay, I think. That could be this was like the only case. <laughs> there was no uh, family without boys because of uh, the story. Banim it's a shock. Banim I mean, Yitro, but Yitro is not uh, part of the Kahal at this point. Lama Yigarashim Avin Medog Meshbarto. Why should we lose out? We want Ahuza with our uncles. Okay, with our uncles. Okay, Moshe Rabbeinu should say, oh, that's an easy one. All right, that's an easy one. That's an easy one. If there's boys, the boys get the uh, nahala. If there's no boys, so the Yerusha goes to the girls. And it's uh, very, very simple. We can figure it out. Instead, this is a very, very difficult. Oh, this one we're going to take the Supreme Court. This has to go to the high authorities. And Moshe Rabbeinu brings this question to God himself. And then, whatever the answer is, I'm not going into the answer today. Now. You're not on I Torah. Holy. Rabbi, you're not holy, on I Torah. Now we have a bad call. <laughs> now we have a bad call. Okay, we're on now. We're on now. But I, 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 I cannot control the Wi Fi in the shoe. We're in the Midrash, as I explained to you. Now go to I Torah. I just pushed the button again. It should be on. So now, Rashi comes along and says. They're from the family of Ben Yosef. The Mishpechot Menashe Ben Yosef. So Rashi right away says, Lama Ne'emar. What do you have to tell me? They're from Yosef. I don't care about them. Well, obviously, if they come from Menashe, they come from Yosef. So what do you have to tell me? The Pasuk said already. Ben Haifet Ben Gerad Ben Machim Menashe. Stop right there. I know where Menashe comes from. No, Ben Yosef. Elomalecha Yosef. Bebetaares. Yosef loved the land. You see, 
the love of Eretz Yisrael was handed down. It was a family uh, family heirloom. Yosef and Bebet Aris. And they're coming to say, where did these girls get such a love of Eretz Yisrael? They got it from their grandfather. So that's coming to say, Yosef's love of Eretz Yisrael generated like this, Ta'aris. Now where do you see Yosef, Ta'aris? What does he tell the brothers? Please don't forget. I don't want to be buried in Egypt over here. Take my uh, bones and bury me in Eris Israel. Oh, so you see, he must love Eris Israel. He wants to be buried in Eris Israel. I don't know why that shows anything between me and you. The Gemara and Ketubot that I have in front of me over here, Rabotai, on page 111. Gemara actually discusses why Yosef wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael? It says, Vayishba Yosef et b'nei Yisrael. Right? He made them swear. Pakod yifkod elohim etchem ba'alitem et asmotai. Amar v'chanina. Devarim bego. Yodeya ya Yosef ba'asmot shesadik gamur haya. Yosef knew that he was a sadik. It's okay, you know, that's not a bad thing to know that you're a sadik. Ve'im metim shebechutz la'aris hayin. And he also knows that the tzaddikim in Chutz Ta'aris are going to be zochet t'chayat ha'metim. The tzaddikim in Chutz Ta'aris don't have to worry. There's going to be t'chayat ha'metim for them. So what are you worried? Be buried in Egypt. You'll get t'chayat ha'metim and then you, you go to Israel. So it's, by the way, Elah has a 59-minute flight. So he says, no more Elah, Why did he burden the brothers 400 parsa to go bury him in Israel? Why is he telling them, make sure you bury what are you worried about, Yosef? There's good burials in Egypt. And Hayat Abitim, you go. He says, no. Shema lo yiskeh mechilot. He was worried that he's not going to be zocheh to the underground tunnels. The whole Gemara and Kittaburah is discussing that, uh, listen, those that are buried in Chutzla'aresh, you got to get to Israel. So uh, the Gemara says, they roll, they roll. It's a rolling process. Gilgulim. Not a, not a comfortable uh, process. However, the tzaddikim, the zochet, what's called mechilot. Mechilot is underground tunnels that Borilam's going to reveal. And you just go through the have a high-speed train underneath the tunnel over there. Bingo, you get right there. Israel. So Yosef, he wasn't sure if he's going to zochet to mechilot. So therefore he said, insurance, do me a favor, bury me in Israel. So where does that story love Israel? Israel. By the way, if Eliyahu and would have came to Yosef and said, you have Mechilot. Oh my, it's guaranteed you have Mechilot. He would have said, okay, good, I have Mechilot, I'll be buried here. Where do you see that Yosef loved Eretz? The Gemarov is mashma. It was a concern of the pain. He doesn't want to suffer. But if you can guarantee Yosef that he's not going to suffer, no problem, maybe he'll be buried. Where do you see the Abad Riyadh Eretz Israel? So I saw uh, interesting, uh, interesting Yeshuvim to this answer. There was a rabbi called Sukkot David. Sukkot David is Rabbi David Kibiyat. David Kibiyat was a big tzaddik. He told the Miri Shiva. Rabbi David Kibiyat, Halab Shalom, he used to all day long like this with his hands. All day long, he was spelled the Yud Kevavke, Shibit Yashem and Yitamid, in the air. He was giving a shiur. Like this, it came up, it came up. She beat the Shemini Tamid. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> so, what happens? So, he writes that even if Yosef would have known about the Mechilot, and even if that would have been taken care of, 
he didn't want to be buried in Y. He says, listen, you should be white. You should be buried in Egypt. You know what type of kavod they would have given Yosef in Egypt? You know what type of funeral? You know what type of grave they would have given Yosef? If he was buried in Egypt till today, it would be, uh, forget about it. it would be the, the, you think the, 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 the what do you call it, the, the, uh, the pyramids or something in Egypt? The Sphinx? That's nothing. If Yosef would have buried there, it would be a national landmark. Instead, where is he buried, by the way? Shechem. You can't even get there. In Shechem, you have to go on a bus, Mugan, Mugan betoch Mugan, and they throw stones at you, and you need to have soldiers in front of you and back of you, and if you get out, you have to ask a rabbi if you have to say Gomel, if you came back from your but If you would have been buried in Egypt, this would have been millions of tourists coming to see it every day. Kevin of Sadiq, they would have made a whole upa. So Yosef came along and said, I'm not interested in the Kavod, I'm not interested in the Kavod, I'd rather be buried in Shechem, let me suffer that they can't come to my grave. I'm going to live next to all the Arab in the whole night. What? It's Kiddushat Eretz Israel, better than all the Kavod. So you see, he loved Eretz Israel. They was willing to forego uh, prestigious, that's the way I've described that means. It's prestigious, you know, Macomb in Egypt with all the, with all the you know, the, 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 the trimmings. Instead, let me go to a humble place in Eretz Israel. But there's a deep explanation based on the Mikubali. The Zohar in Parashat Terumah Daf Kuf Mem Aleph. We have Zohar over here about that. Zohar Parashat Terumah. I wouldn't even know where to find it. I wouldn't even know where to find it in this place. Zohar, you have Zohar Parashat Terumah? I'll paraphrase it. Yes. It's, it's um, right next above where the Chumashim are. <laughs> 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 unbelievable. You're right. We got it. All right. Let's see what it says in Kukmem Aleph Rabotai. It's okay to learn a little Zohar on Erev Shabbat. Haven't heard anybody. <clears throat> oh, so this Zohar over here is talking about over here. Tum'ah, the Tum'ah. Mm-hmm. So it talks about the tum'ah that happens when Sadiqim pass away. Gufehon de tzadikaya. The gufehon, the bodies of the Sadiqim, de la it meshachu ba'i alma batar hanain, that they don't go after hanaot olam azeh, da'i kelipat akifa, la shalta alayu ruach mesa'ava kelal. Unbelievable. Sadiqim don't have tum'ah. The Ruach Tumah does not go on them and they pass. Because they don't go after, all the Ruach Tumah comes for those that have Hanaot, go after their pleasures. Tehala ishtatafu abatrikum ba'alma. Kemo gufad resha'ayah. They're not like the gufim of the resha'ayah, more they don't involve their pleasures. But the gufim of the tzaddikim. Gufihon de tzaddikaya de la metanege ba'alma ele metanege de mitzvah. What's the tzaddik's pleasure in this world? Here they're going to give you the tzaddikim's pleasures. Tarugid the mitzvah, Saudat Shabbat, that's a legal Hana'ah, Hagim, Saudat of the Hagim, Bezemnin and the Eid, Haur Wach Mesaba, Layakil Shalta Alayu, Deha La It Anegu Medile Kilum. Finished. However, man, Dinishmeta Nafkale Barman Al Kadisha, but somebody that passes away in Kutzla Ares. And that body gets the Tum'ah. He's not a Tzaddik. What happens? He puts in his will, I want to be buried in Israel. Please bury me in Israel. Habrakadisha reads the will. Oh, he wants to be buried in Israel. And they say, oh, we bought a uh, plot in Hanaman Hod, Arzati. 
you're coming to bring Tum'ah to my land. Where's going to bring this Tum'ah to my land over here? Whatever you would say in America. No, bring the Tum'ah, export it to Eretz Israel. There's no Tum'ah in Eretz Israel. There's no Tum'ah in Eretz Israel. So the, 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 the Zohar is very, very upset about such a thing. So the Zohar comes along and says, well, listen, if they bring him there anyway, that God has to cure the land from this guy's Tum'ah, once the body decays, God brings a spirit from above, and the Ruach Tum'ah, so it's a process. This is the Zohar HaKadosh so now we know, Rabotai, Yosef al-Sadiq, he's a Sadiq. He knows he's a Sadiq. He knows he's a Sadiq. So the Chaurah, Yosef, should not have a problem to go to Israel. He's not worried about the Tum'ah. Yosef is the Sadiq that has no Ta'anugim in this world. He's the Yisod. So therefore, the Chaurah, he has no problem. However, the holy books say, Yosef was a Hasid. You know, the Tzadikim, he loved Eris Israel so much. So he was worried, ah, maybe I'm going to bring some Tum'ah to Eretz Israel. Maybe, maybe, listen, I, I, can I swear in the homage? And if you love Eretz Israel so much, you don't want to have to shalom be there. So what does he say? The Zohar HaKadosh says, at what point does the Tum'ah leave after the body decays? So what does Yosef say? Bring my bones. They said, ah, from here we see he loves Eris Israel. Because why do you want to bring your bones? Bring your body there. No, because he's saying, I'm worried that maybe my body decays in Eris Israel. Shalom, I can bring Tum'at Eris So the fact that it said Atzmotai, that's the proof he must love Eris Israel because he doesn't want Hatzmah Shalom to take a risk to compromise the Kiddushah of Eris Israel. All right, that, that, explains, uh, that explains Yosef, Rabotai. However, at the same time, we have to explain his grandchildren, Benotzel of Had. Oh, says they loved Eris Israel. What's the proof that they loved Eris Israel? Because they came to Moshe and they said, We want a Nahala. What does that show, by the way? What does that show, by the way? They want money, they want a Nahala. Of course, they want real estate. They like real estate. They love Eris Israel. Hey, listen, by the way, if Moshe the Benu would have came along and said, Listen, your father. You have one option. Either we'll give you a piece in Israel or 10 million shekel. And they said, no, 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 no. We'll take Israel. Then you have, and they love Israel. But the fact that there's nothing to them over here. All they're coming on, give us Eretz Israel. That's not a proof they love Eretz Israel. That's all there is to offer over here. Who knows, by the way, maybe if they would offer them a piece in, uh, in Palm, Palm Beach, maybe they would have taken it also. You have no idea. All you see is they like inheritance. That's all you see over here. That they don't want to be uh, cut out from an inheritance. They love, they love it. This is no proof, in my humble opinion, that they love Eretz Israel. They love. What they, our father died. There's no boys. We want Nahala. Okay, well, Nahala. Well, guess what? Happened to be, by the way, the Nahala is in Israel. I agree with you. Happened to be Nahala is in Israel. But that doesn't prove that there's a. If, if there was an option and they choose this over that, 
Your father left a piece uh, uh, over here in a prestigious... There's no example I can give you of a prestigious place of real estate anymore. That's what I'm saying. Usually I would tell you Manhattan. You can't even say anything anymore. There's no place. What are you going to say? Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue. Fifth Avenue. <laughs> That's not an option. That's not an option. With the yellow writing. With the yellow writing. So now you have over here... You have over here... Few, few derachim over here. Few derachim. The few derachim is like this. Few derachim is like this, Abotai. Abotai, leave the news, leave the news. Few derachim is like this. Where did uh, they come from the Shevet Menashe? Now, part of Menashe, by the way, got right to the other side of the Jordan. To Transjordan. Now, by the way, that area on the other side of the Jordan should be Jannah. Open area, space, you can build, not like in Brooklyn 40 by 100 and you're the top of the guy next door, you can build an unlimited amount, no variance, no nothing. Eretz Israel, you're limited to your Nahala, where you can live, where you can be. So they came along and they said, ah, listen, we want to have a Helik, but where? So the Hatam Sufet says the claim was betoch ahe avinu. Oh, ahe avinu. He says, listen, ahe avinu. Our fathers, brothers are in Israel. They're not on the side over here. So therefore, the fact that they they, they could have they had a choice. They looked at the map. They said, listen, we're from Menashe. We have an option. We can either go here or we can go here. The fact that they chose Israel over Eben Yarden must be the level of Israel, even though. They might have had a better, uh, you know, spaciousness, let's call it, you know, palatial property. Second explanation I saw brought down, which is the most beautiful, simple explanation. Did you notice something missing from this perasha? Who do they come and pose their question to? Moshe, El Azar, Nisi'im, Kol Where's Aaron? Where's Aaron? Oh, he died. A lot of these questions that I ask, I know the answers to them. I'm just asking them rhetorically. So you shouldn't hoshed me. Over here, over here it says, uh, if you look at Rashi, uh, Rashi says, and where was Aharon? Look at Lefneh Moshev, Lefneh Al-Azhar Rashi. Magid shelo amdu lefnehem ela b'shat ha'arba'im achar shemet Aharon. I'm very, very concerned that we know this here. When did they ask this question to Moshe? 40. In the 40th year, and the proof of the pudding is it was in the 40th year, because Aharon was not present. Okay. When did their father die? Their father died, if we say Silofhad was the Mekoshesh, or you learned that he was uh, from the Ma'pilim, it's a Mahluk of the Gemara. What was he from? That was 39 years ago. Why are you coming now? You were your shit 39 years ago. Your father already had it. If, if it was, this was about a claim of money, you would have had this question 39 years ago. Why? You don't care about money. Let my father's betaltelin. I'm not interested. But now it has to do with Israel. Oh, now we're going to come to claim. Now, the fact that they came when they came is the proof that they love Israel. It was not about money, because it was about money. This should have been discussed 39 years ago when their father died. Hey, we're Yerusha. What Yerusha? Yerusha is money now. Metal, widgets, gadgets, stuff. 
We're not interested in stuff. Kapara on the stuff. But now there's enough kabinah to Eris Yisrael. Oh, now we're going to come along and we're going to, we're going to stay in our claim. So therefore the timing of it shows that they had a chibah to Eris Yisrael. Fine. Before we get into the item, this is just to... Not to wet the appetite, but to, 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 just to get the pshat. We have no, we have no uh, legal standing to go into the deep explanations until we establish pshat. And then we can go into the other, other levels. So there's a rabbi called Abarbanel. Abarbanel over here, from the great Hachmes Farad, he says a beautiful explanation, Apia pshat. He says, uh, he ends the Midrash. But he explains the Midrash, He says, originally, came to Moshe. So Moshe, we have a she'elah. So Moshe, you don't come to me. We have a system over here. I, I made a system, Sareh Alafim, Sareh Me'ot, Sareh Hamishim, Sareh Asarot. Go, go, So now they go to the Sareh Alafim. Sareh Alafim, say, go to the Sareh. Me'ot. Sareh Me'ot Pashem to Sareh Hamishim. Hamishim goes to Sareh. He goes to El-Azhar. El-Azhar says, go to the Nisim. They, 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 they couldn't get it. Everyone they go to, go there, go there. says, oh, we know what's going on over here. They don't know the answer over here. So they push us around. Yo, go ask him, go ask him, what's him. So they waited strategically. All of a sudden, one day, there was a rabbinical council meeting, and all the tzaddikim were going to meet at Oyen Mu'ed. Oh, says, ah, oh, nah, they can't push us. So the person says, Ta'amodna lifnei Moshe, lifnei El-Azal, lifnei Nisi'im, bechol ha'ida, finish, betah wal mo'ed. Wait, I know that. Now you can't go to him, you're all here now. So therefore, this was a strategy that they got caught in front of the whole, uh, the betah. But you, they weren't, they weren't, uh, uh, they didn't expect to get this question. They got, what do you call it? They got, uh, you know, uh, uh, boxed in. They got caught. They were calling, Moshe called the meeting with all the tzaddikim. All of a sudden, hey, we're here. Well, we're here now. We have a meeting now. No, 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 no. I went to you and you, you went, go here, go there, go there. Finish. Okay, fine. That explains that. Now, let's continue. Okay, what's your question? Our father died. Mother Abu died. He wasn't part of Korah. Right away, the disclaimer from the beginning of the Inyan. So the Ramban asks, why do you have to come along and say he wasn't part of Korah? I'm reading Ramban. Oh, it seems that after the whole Korah situation, Moshe Rabbeinu made an announcement, these people lost their Helek. He says, and anybody that was part of the group, it was a, it was a well-known psak. <clears throat> After the story of Korah, Moshe Rebbeinu got up and said, Rabotai, shetid'u halakha pesuka en la'adat Korah ve'ud'imeh, and the group, helik. So right away they had to come along with that disclaimer. It wasn't part of Korah. So... We didn't lose our halik in the Korah uh, situation. That's a very important information. Because they're coming for a halik. So they have to... By the way, Moshe's going to ask. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Show me your credentials. Were you part of Korah? No, we were, we were not part of Korah. Well, why would they lose? Why did Korah's... Uh, that was the Psaq of Moshe. Uh, wise guy. I don't know. They, uh, you lose. Kras. Kras them. Kras them. Whatever. He deserves to lose more. He, he lost everything. Okay. <clears throat> so that explains what he said, Korah. 
The only thing that we don't understand over here is, oh, so we have the case. Moshe Rabbeinu has to take it to the higher authority. And the question that we asked is, why? Why do you have to take it Lifne Hashem? Why do you have to take it Lifne Hashem? <clears throat> so the Ramban over here has an unbelievable explanation. Why does he have to take Lifne Hashem? To show you what type of Tzaddik Moshe Rabbeinu is. Look what it says over here in the Ramban. Hacham Ramban writes, Oh. Your love, okay, your love. Take, take, take your daughter to work. Nay, today. Oh. So he says like this. Vedati bederek apshat. I'm reading the Ramban. Shamru kacha ba'avur ki hashvu shemoshe rabenu ayas sone adat kora. He knows Moshe rabenu hates kora for sure. Yoten mikol hataim. Obviously, because he's going to hear that they're from Korah. Ah, you're from Korah? Yeah, I get nothing else. But he curse him out. So says uh, explanation. Moshe Rabbeinu said, why are they telling me about Korah? Why are they telling me that it wasn't about Korah? Because they think that Hoshe Midram is Soneh. Halakha says, a Soneh is not to be a judge. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, oh, that's it. If you think I'm a Soneh, I got to go upstairs. I, I'm out. I have an answer. I got to go to Shem. Now, for this answer over here. You, basically, you tell me, why, what, what are you telling me one for a Korah? Because you're Hoshe Midram is Sena over here. If you're Hoshe, the judge, that there's certain conflict of interest over here, Okay, but you, you, that's what they're basically telling him. Listen, we, we have to tell you that we're not part of Korah because otherwise you're going to give us a fo- Do me a favor, already you hoshed me that I might not be given honest judgment. I'm not, uh, I'm not a judge, no problem. I go to God. I'm not a, I don't want you to come after and say, hey, it was a that's the derech of the Rabban, why they brought Mishpatam, the Pnashim. The Rabbeinu Bahya, Mamash has a different explanation. Rabbeinu Bahya writes, he says, "Yesh pirshu ki kevan shigelu benotzavim betan atam shlu b'avihem adat sonav." There's a there's a type of shohat that's called shohat devarim. You could bribe the judge with words. They come along, and before they ask the case, they say, "By the way, we weren't with Korah. We were, we're with you. We were on your side." You bribed me, man. What are you throwing that in for? You went with Korah. That, the only reason why you would throw that in is to ingratiate yourself with the judge. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, Look at the Shon. He says, So Moshe Rabbeinu is such an honest Sadiq. I don't want everybody to say, oh, because I told you it was a part of Korah. So therefore you gave him the good, uh, good judgment. But the Quran, Mishpat, Tamif, Nehashim, he brought the Mishpat in front of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. A beautiful explanation of Botai that I saw 
which we know we love the Srona more. I always tell you every week, Rabotai, not too many people are taking my advice. The Sror Hamor, that's Rabbi Abraham Sabah, he's from the Goles Farad. 1400s, he was Nigla from Spain. Hidab brings him in Shemek Gedolim, one of the great rabbis of Sepharad. He wrote a pirush on the Homa Sror Hamor. It's a classic. Every week, psh, surprises. So he writes over here, he writes over here, Oh. He writes over here, what was the sin? It really doesn't say what the sin was. They just say, Avinu met. Avinu met. So we learned last week or two weeks ago in the Shud, that's a mahluk in the Gemara Shabbat. What was the Avinu met? What did Slofhad die from? So some say he was part of the Miragilim, not Miragilim, part of the. Mikoshesh, he was the Mikoshesh, so he died of Hilul Shabbat, cause of death, Hilul Shabbat. And others say he was from the Ma'apilim. After Meragilim, he went up to, they went up to go, and they got died. That's the main theories in the Gemara. Slodamor, however, he had a different opinion. Maybe Fan Azal. He comes along and says, and I'm quoting, uh, אבל אמרו שם כי שלופחד היה מאותם שדברו בלוהים ובמשה. He was one of the complainers. לאל דחף אלף וב. What's the homage, boys? דחף אלף וב. דחף אלף וב. Open up דחף אלף וב. מה כתוב? Let's see. דחף אלף וב. Okay, beauty. Ah, so it says over here, Vayavoh Ha'am al-Moshe, Vayomiru Ha'atanu ki dibanu ba'ashem u'bach. Oh, remember they were complaining. This is in front of Shabbatai last week. Vaydaber Ha'am b'Elohim u'Moshe. Nam ma'id itunu m'mitzrayim, namun m'bidbad, in le'ayin, there's no bread, in ma'im, le'ahma kilokel. So, Surah Moshe says he was part of this situation over here. Oh, and then what happened? How did these people die? Cause of death? Pasuk says, And he made the snake, and then all of a sudden the snakes came. And whoever was the wise guys, they got bitten by the snakes, and they died. So he said, he was from the, uh, from the, from the Nehashim. Says Surah something amazing. Open up the Pasuk. You have the Pasuk in front of you, Rabotai? Open the Pasuk. Um, uh, Pasugima by us. Sorry, say, This the point is, the point is, cause of death, he died of the, of the snake. So that's already, you see, another... Double zarka. Huh? Double zarka. That's what uh, Jaime is saying. Double zarka. Okay, I got bit twice. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He, he makes a deras from a, from a ta'am. Oh. 
Yeah, according to the Son, he died of a bad thing. Right, he died of it. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm pasul to judge, because it says, Vaydaber be Moshe Rabbeinu. He's talking about me. That's, I'm, I'm biased already. The guy, shamed, your father shambled me and buried me last week. Now I'm going to come judge. So uh, is pasul ladun. And that's what he says at the end of his piece here. Ki eni ra'u ladun dinzeh. Because they're saying, uh, you know, you, my father died after he ripped you last week in the Perashat Rukat, so therefore he has to recluse himself. Okay, that's, that's that explanation. Okay, fine. Huh? Gorgeous. Okay, we're just throwing the little tidbits over here just to see the different shitot that are out there. The Katska Rebbe, the Katska Rebbe, that's the Admor from Gur. No, Gur is Katska. So that more from Gur, he says a beautiful explanation. Let's go according to the opinion that we learned two weeks ago from the Gemara, the Dafayomi. It was the Mekoshesh. It was the Mekoshesh. He went, he uh, either chopped wood or he collected the wood, whatever. Cause of death, Hainut Shabbat. Now, you remember that this was a very unique type of Hainut Shabbat. Exactly. The Mekoshesh wasn't out over here to be a blatant Mahalil uh, Shabbat. If you look at the Targum Yonatan bin Uziel in Perek Tedvav Pasuk Lamid Bet. No, that's got to be in Shemot. Tedvav Lamid Bet. Shemot. Tedvav Lamid Bet. Or maybe it's over here. Maybe it's over here. Tedvav Lamid Bet. Yeah, you have it over here. Yeah. The Pasu have it here, have it I'm good. The Pasuk says over here, That's how the Gemara knows that the Mikoshesh was this guy over here because it says Abinu Bed that must be the same guy. Okay, Remember we learned a couple of weeks ago? You never would call a Mahalil Shabbat an Ish. Ish? Ish is Hashuf. No, what is Mahalil Shabbat? He lost the status of Ashleha Ish. Ela, it's possible to be a Mahalil Shabbat and an Ish at the same time. So comes the Targum, Yonatan ben Uziel, and says, Ve'etlosh kisin, be'yoma de Shabbeta, he was... She uprooted. It'll be known. So everybody will know the punishment of Hanul Shabbat. He was concerned that the people at this point felt exactly. There's no punishment for Hanul Shabbat anymore. Why? They just got the punishment of the Miragilim. They're not going into Eretz Israel. So there was a theory that the whole reason why we got the Torah was to go into Eretz Israel. Once you're not going into Eretz Israel, now the Torah becomes optional. So the Mekoshesh wanted to make the people know, Rabotai, Torah still applies whether we have the land or not the land. Therefore, how are we going to show it to them? You have to be the Korban. The Korban. It was Me'alel Shabbat Neshem Shamayim. When they killed them, the people were saying, oh, wow, unbelievable. So the Mekoshesh was Hashem Shamayim for the sanctity of Shabbat. Beautiful. That's the Kabbalah. Uh, 
All right, Rabbi. You don't hear me, but I hear you. How is that possible? So now the explanation they say is like this. The Katsuka Rebbe says, we learned it in Dafyumi a few weeks ago. They come to Moshe Rabbeinu and they say, listen, Avinu met. Oh, let me look at the, the file a little bit. Avinu met. Ah, Shabbat. Okay, how can I help you? Uh, what do you want? Uh, we want a Helik and Enes Yisrael. Helik and Enes Yisrael, Mahalash Shabbat? What did the Gemara say? The Gemara said that all the Me'anek at the Shabbat, Notnim lo Nahala, Beli Mitzarim. Anybody that's Me'anek the Shabbat, they get unlimited borders. And then it's such an Emar. Vekarata la Shabbat Oneg, Vekatika Nahalat Yaakov Abicha. Yaakov is who Faratsta Yamma Vakedma Zabon Banegba. Helik of Eretz Israel is Talui in what? Shabbat. Your father now is Ma'alil Shabbat. Your father is Ma'alil Shabbat. And you ask him for a Helik? <laughs> Don't you do that for your means? He didn't do the daf. He didn't do the daf. So they come along and said, Whoa, oh, my father was Lashem Shamayim. How do I know what his kavana was? Ah, uh, let me take it to God. <laughs> I don't know his kapana. And we killed him. We killed him. Didn't we kill him? In the Dayan, in the Mashiach, in the You know, we see the guy, guys, no, I was a Shem Shaman. Everybody's a Shem Shaman, by the way. Everybody's a Shem Shaman. The guy was also doing all sorts of the Ten Commandments, the Shem Shaman, also, by the way. He wants to take Nishamot uh, out of the ladies. The Shem Shaman, also. He's making uh, all sorts of Tikkunim on ladies. Everybody's a Shem Shaman. So Moshe Rabbeinu, okay, I cannot judge Hashem Shammayim. I'm not the guy's brain. So Moshe Rabbeinu brings it. That's why the Katsuka Rabbi says, why well, I had to bring it to Hakadot Baruch. That's another, another nice explanation. All right, Rabotai. That's a Katsuka Rabbi. Now, we get to the real question on the sugya of the Renotron The real question is, is the Rashi over here? Rashi also weighs in, why did he need to go to God? Why, why couldn't he answer this question himself? So Rashi says, He should have known this halakha. It's a, it's a, it's a, this, is, this is an underhand. This is what we call in, the, in the sports, it's an underhand, softball. I was going to say you remember, but you can't remember because it didn't happen yet. In the book of Devarim, we're going to learn that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he's reviewing the whole story, he tells them, listen, the difficult questions, he's doing the recycling now. He's doing the recycling. Okay. So now, what does it mean over here? Moshe Rabbeinu said, listen, I set up a court system. Rabotai, go to the courts. If they can't answer, if the state court and the local court and the federal court, nobody has the answer, bring to me. So as if you have all the answers. So this was like the punishment. Boy, I was like, okay, you have all the answers. Now you're going to see you don't have all the answers. Now all of a sudden they come to him. Come on, come on, Moshe. Come on. 
don't know. Okay, that's payback for the Baraka Sheikh, the Kribun Eli. Rabotai, Rabotai. Moshe Rabbeinu was the Anav Mikola Adah. Moshe Rabbeinu is the most humble of all men. You want to say that that happens to regular people that they, uh, they showboat and they boast each other and they inflate themselves and all that. Moshe Rabbeinu was the most humble man. He doesn't take any credit for anything. And now you come along, he's going to come along and say, oh, and Chamaruk, uh, whenever he used to want to show Gaba, we go like this. That's, that was his Gaba. Now you want to you want to showboat and tell me oh the Baraka or Supreme Court bring it to me I'll I'll handle the the hard ones. Oh, yeah, the hard ones are not here. Come on, try to answer this one. So it's a maybe men will take it to Hashem. Oh wait, oh so good. So he says, but the Eli. He should have said, I'll take it upstairs. If he said that, then beauty. Listen, there's a mahalach of Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Berdichev, There's a mahalach of the Berdichev. I won't give that mahalach quickly. I just, I'll just say it quickly, just to be your because he's a big tzaddik. Just to say, that, just to say the word Berdichev is a zechut. Just to say the word Berdichev is a zechut. Let alone to say Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Berdichev. Ben, what's Hashem? This Badukum no say, they say when you're going in customs, if you don't want to get caught, you just say, You know, when you go to Mexico, you push the button, it's green. It's a very sophisticated system to have over there. This to have the geniuses figured it out, you push the button, green, you go. But even though you have a gun on you, green, guy says, Red, 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 you're stuck, even if you're the president of the country. Red, red. <laughs> right? So now what happens is, what happens is, we have a sigula, my wife, on all the luggages. <laughs> People think we're coming from the Ukraine when we go to Mexico. Where are you coming from? Ukraine? Yeah, we're coming from Ukraine. What do you care? You push the bar, everything. We never got red yet. Anyway, so what happens is, he wants to say it like this. He says around the Mishnah Perkabot, Moshe Kibet Torah Messina. Everybody asked the same question. Afrida asked the question also. Messinai? He didn't get the Torah from Sinai, he got the Torah Al Sinai or Be Sinai, Al Sinai. So he says that when he came to the burning bush, God told Moshe Rabbeinu that 50 days from Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Ta'avdunit Ali Baharazir. Moshe looked at the heart, this heart, it's a small little uh, mountain. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, Ah, I see something about our Creator. He loves humility. God loves, loves humility. So therefore, he said, if God loves humility, and he learns that from Har Sinai, so Moshe Rabbeinu said, therefore, I have to, I have to become humble. Where did he learn the humility from? So Moshe Kibel Torah. Where he, what zechut did he have to be the Mekabel Torah? Miss Sinai. He learned it from Sinai. That Sinai teaches us to be humble. And the Rabbi explains, why is humility a sigula for learning Torah? Very simple. Take a swimming pool. The deeper the pool is, which is the lower the pool is, the more it can contain. The more water it can contain. The lower the pool is, the more it can contain. So the more lower person is, the more he's able, he's a lower keli. The keli is deep. Therefore, it can hold more Torah. So since Moshe was the anav mikol adam, that's why he has the most capacity to hold the most Torah. Because he's the lowest one. It's a simple, uh, 
you know, what do you call it? Pool theory. The, the, lower, the lower the pool is, the deeper the pool is. Oh, so Moshe Rabbeinu, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't boasting, says Rabbi Sarmadishev. He says, because I'm the lowest guy, that's why I can answer the hardest questions. <laughs> he says, it's not a, a Sheva. Because I'm the lowest guy, that's why I'm good. Not because I'm special. To be unelai, why? Not because I'm, uh, because I'm not this. Because uh, for some reason, Hashem picks the lowest guy to give him the best answers. I'm the lowest guy in the bunch, so they will give him that. That's another, so he wasn't doing it to, to be boastful. But there's a Marit Ayin, he says. Okay, so on the Marit Ayin, they got him, you know, the Marit Ayin. I always have to explain it. Sadiqim never do sins uh, Okay, it's a, instead of federal crime, it's a technical file. Okay, technical file, they give him a, you know, a ticket on him. That's what he says. Oh. So in Rabotai, we have to know. Oh, today, they're really giving us a nice one for our money. I mute them and they unmute. Beautiful. Elliot's enjoying it. Elliot gets, gets happy when I get nervous about members that are interrupting the shi'ur with their nonsense. It's unbelievable. You don't get happy for me. You just smile because you're just smiling. Okay, I love you too, Elliot. Anyway, so it explains like this. You know that Moshe Rabbeinu, Shalom, he reached levels, very, very high levels. In the levels of wisdom, we know that there's 50 levels. That's the, right? Nun sha'ari bina, sha'ari chokmah, bina. 50 levels. Now, to reach level 50 is the keter. That's already the highest level. That's so pashut to reach. By the way, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to learn the Torah with God, he reached it. In heaven, Moshe Rabbeinu was on level 50. No question about it. After the Jewish people did their Egel, what does God say? Lech red. Lech is Lamed Chaf is 50. Lech red. You gotta go down a notch now. The head of B'nai Israel causes Moshe to lose a, a notch. Lech red. Moshe Rabbeinu has to go down to level uh, to 49. Fine. He was on Sha'an Nun, but. Sha'an Nun. Moshe Rabbeinu reached Sha'anun again, the Mekubalim right, the Shlach Kadosh says, at his passing. So as long as he wasn't on earth, he was able to get uh, uh, Sha'anun. When he went up to learn with Hashem, Sha'anun. He came back down to Egel, Lechred. Before he dies, what does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says, in, uh, I guess, Vesot HaBerachah, before Moshe Rabbeinu dies, Vaya'al Moshe me'arbot Moab, El Har Nevo. Har Nevo is where he was buried. Says the Shlach Kadosh. Nevo, Nunbo. Nunbo, Nevo, Nunbo. Otherwise, otherwise he asks, what do you have to tell me? Nobody knows where Har Nevo is anyway. So you're giving me a location that's an unknown location. You type Nevo on the ways, they tell you unknown location. He didn't finish the recycling. That stuff you crinkling goes in the in the blue box, in the blue pin, not in the red bin. Don't make a mistake. Okay, so now you have over here. Oh, so you have over here. Nunbo. 
If you look at the Pasuk better, it says, Bayal Moshe Ma'albot Mo'av. Mo'av is Mem, Vav, Aleph, Bet. What's the Gematria of Mo'av? 49. Bayal Moshe Ma'albot Mo'av in Har Nevo. He went from Mo'av, 49, they upgraded him to Nevo, to Nunbo. They gave him an upgrade. Beautiful. But when he was on earth, when he was on earth, he didn't have this uh, inyan of, of the 50. Now, listen, that Shar Hamishim is already a tremendous Shar. That's the Shar that explains all the unknowns. You know, why do we have so much questions? You know, like we say, Tiku. After we feel the Avi to come along and ask us all the, all the halakhic questions, there's certain halakim of Torah that comes from Shar Nun. There's certain halakim. Those questions that we're unable to answer in Shas, that's from Sha'an Nun. Although some of those questions look like very simple questions. I don't like they're Kabbalistic. And we don't know the shortage of the Torah. The shortage of the Torah. So if, if, if once you see a teku, you say, oh, not for now. But then you have to wait for the Awanabi to come till we receive Sha'an Nun and we're going to be able to get a, uh, a, a clarity. And that's what they say that when Mashiach comes, Mashiach is going to have Sha'ar Nun. Mashiach Reshetevot, Mashiach Yigaleh Sha'ar Hamishim. Mashiach Yigaleh Sha'ar Hamishim. He's going to reveal to us the 50th, the 50th Madriga. Okay, Incidentally, some of our members are asking who the Mashiach is. Okay, that's a fair question. The Ola Haim Kadosh answers that in Parashat Vayichi. Ad ki yavo Shiloh. He says, Shiloh is Mashiach, Shiloh, Shiloh, not the wine. Shiloh is the Mashiach. He says, but the numerical value of Shiloh is 345, Gematria Moshe. He says, Moshe is Shiloh. Moshe is Shiloh. He says, he's under Pasuli Kohelet. Ma shehaya hu shehiyeh. What was, will be. The one that took us out of Mitzrayim, what was, will be. Ma shehaya hu, Rashid Tevot Moshe. The redemption is going to be, the last redemption is going to be like the first redemption. The first redemption was Moshe. Nobody liked Orah Makadosh. There was no one greater than Orah Makadosh. He asked, I thought he asked from David. I thought, Levi. Okay, we're talking about he's going to have the neshama of Moshe. It's going to be uh, in the nitzots of David, Moshe. Make a, make a Kabbalistic souffle over here of all the neshamot, and you're going to have a inyan. Moshe, but Moshe's neshama is front and center in the, in the Geulah. That's what he says. Oh. So that means, that means Rabotai, amazing, amazing point. That when Mashiach comes, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to, uh, he's going to have the Sha'anun. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Mashiach. So it's the Ibur, however you want to learn about that. I don't Kadosh, has a whole Arichut, My point is that when he comes, you're going to stand online, and all the questions that we have, not only in Halakha, all the stuff, the real questions about life, 
you know, the questions, why, why this happened to this guy, why this happened to that guy, why the corona, why this happens, why the troubles, why this guy's Sadiq all the the reason why we have a blind spot because a lot of that stuff comes from from Shadrach Hamishim and we don't have that we don't have that today Shadrach Hamishim so uh, and by the way most people in the world do not struggle with the tekus of Shas I hate to tell you these guys because well, I couldn't sleep last night well, I had a teku in Baba Mitziah you know sleep over a teku never ever no sleep over a teku in Shas but the tekus in their life, that they have black, black spots under their eyes from. The, the, the tekus that we go through and why this happened and why am I going to that. And by the way, that deserves an answer as well. But you can't answer that until Atkiyaboshiloh. Why? What should have been was going to reveal Chad Hamishim at that point over there. And then we'll have, a, uh, we'll have an answer. Kimesetecha Mitzrayim. Zohar Kadosh. It's about the Mashiach's time. Like the days when we came out of Mitzrayim, you're going to see much more wonders than you saw when we came out of Mitzrayim. You think the wonders of Egypt or anything? Oh, child's play. Says the Zohar Niflaot, Nun Pelaot. Nun Pelaot. You're going to see Nun. Nun. No more, no more 49ers. The 49ers finished. That's uh, over the 49ers. Now you're going to have Sha'ar that's what David Amelich also said the same thing. Gal enai ve'abita nifla'ot v'toratecha. Nifla'ot nun pila'ot. David's the Mashiach also. Nun pila'ot. That's the goal, to reach this. As a matter of fact, I saw brought down in one of the Sephardim, they say that in the Midbar, when they were traveling, they traveled membet masa'ot. 42 masa'ot. Rabbi Galamidi once told me that... Uh, the last stop was Masat Min Bet. Rashid Tevot, Miami Beach. That's the last stop for everybody. The last stop, Miami Beach. That's it. He goes to Brooklyn, D. Where's he? I'm not Masat Min Bet. Miami Beach. Anyway, so he said, he said, Masat Min Bet. So the Mikubalim write that at every station stop, there was an upgrade. They were getting Nitzotzot. They were doing stuff. They were being Ma'aleh. Oh, yesterday they were about to share Min Bet. That's the Mikubalim. I forgot to say yesterday. That's part of the inyan. So they say, but they really wasn't Mimbet Masawa. Because if you remember, last week's Parashah, when Aharon died, they went backwards. How many Masawa did they go back? Eight Masawa. So really it was 42 plus the eight that they went back. So it was really 50. They needed to go to 50 different locations in order to connect to them with the Shara, Hamishim Shara Bina. Okay, fine. Niktoshim asher ba'ares hemma, Rabbeinu Ari. Hemma, Rashet Tevo, 50. Niktoshim asher ba'ares hemma. Those are the Kiddushim asher ba'ares. What makes them Kiddushim? Hemma. They have the connection to Sha'abnu. Oh, so Moshe Rabbeinu ala v'shalom. Moshe Rabbeinu ala v'shalom. Abotai, look at Moshe Rabbeinu. Sefer Devarim, Moshe Rabbeinu is about to die. Moshe Rabbeinu answered every one of their questions. As long as you have Moshe Rabbeinu with them, every question. But there was a lot of questions that he couldn't answer. The whys. Why this? Why that? So the Mikubalim come along and say that Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them, listen, 
when it says later on, Vahadabar Asheri Yikshemikem. Stuff that you uh, have a hard time explaining. I can't explain that now. But Behazat Hashem, I'm going to return. Wow. And when I return, and he says, Takribun. What is it, Takribun? Takribun. Which means, Takribun. Which he was consoling the people. He wasn't saying, oh, I know all the answers. Adraba, he was really saying, I don't have all the answers. That's, he was really saying, I don't have all the answers. But don't worry. The Rebbe comes along and tells the Talmudim, don't worry. Tenuhamu, one day I'm going to come back. I don't have all the answers. That, so that's for the people's benefit. That's not for Moshe. Look, come to me and I'll give you the answer to any question you want. Adrabah, at this point, he's really saying, I don't have the answers. That's consistent with the most humble man. The most humble man comes and says, Rabotai, I don't have the answer, but there's going to be a moment of takribun. It's going to be in Yarab takribun. So the people, okay, Baruch Hashem, Moshe, come back already. We miss you already. You didn't even leave us. We miss you already. Come back and you're going to give us. And by the way, the Midrash writes in 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 in, uh, in Shemini, Amar of Avin Bar Kahana, Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, Torah Hadasha Meiti Tetze. The Christians went crazy on this Midrash over here. They saw this, Ah, Torah Hadasha, Torah Hadasha, Torah Hadasha. Hazak Baruch. That's it. That's what they. They use this Midrash. That's one of the things. Torah Hadasha. This Midrash they found. Amarakar Torah Hadasha Meiti Tetzeh. What's the Torah Hadasha? The Kabbalim say that's that's Torah Nun, meaning you learned the Torah till now, forty nine. There's going to be the Keter. It's going to be the high stuff. Now, by the way, I brought a proof to this. Look at, by the way, that she. It's unbelievable. Before you go further, oh, so what happens? So Moshe Rabbeinu now all of a sudden. All of a sudden now, Benot Had appear. Benot Had come along, and look how Akadosh Baruch orchestrates it, in front of everybody. This is going to be in front of El Azar, and the Nisi'im, and the Eda. You never had a public She'ela, ever? Why? I mean, we asked, well, why was it like that? So Abad Banil said, oh, because you pushed me here, pushed me there, no, you can't go anywhere, you're all in the same place. But now, Borei Olam wanted to show the people Wanted to show the people that when Moshe Rabbeinu told you that there's Sha'ar Nun, that not everything is known, here's the case. He brought an example. So they could see it. What happened? Look at the Rabbeinu Bahya. You couldn't believe Rabbeinu Bahya saying these things. You think it's Ariza. Rabbeinu Bahya. He says, mm-hmm. He didn't know the deen. Velo yida oklal. You didn't know it. Yitachen. Shenomar. Shenamaz al shara hamishim. Shara hamishim. Their question came from shara hamishim. Shelo yida oklal. Velo nimsando. The reason why I didn't know the answer is because it's impossible for them to know the answer. Their question came from shara hamishim. And that's why he says, if you look at the Pasuk, Vayakrev Moshe et Mishpatan. Look at the Nun of Mishpatan. Oh, all of a sudden you see a Nun Rabati. Rabati Bagoim. 
You see this noon, what is the noon over here? What is the noon over here? What was the noon? The noon screaming, Rabotai, this is Mishpat noon. This is the Mishpat noon, that's the Ben Ba'ya says. And therefore they're coming to Moshe Rabbeinu in front of everybody. This was an example. So the people say, ah, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu man. So now this is going to experiment. Experiment. Here's a perfect case. They come along and say, our father died. Why did he die? He didn't know. Why did we get Nahala? Oh, this is Sharnun. Moshe Rabbeinu said, let me bring it, uh, let me bring it in front of a Kadosh Baruch. And then all of a sudden the Kadosh Baruch comes down and he gives them the answer. Rabotai. This is very, very, very significant to all of us. <coughs> because, you know, everybody has uh, questions in Sha'anun. I remember I once went to Rabbi Erlanger, the Mashgiyah of the Mir Yeshiva. We still learn with him for many years. And uh, somebody had passed away, and I asked him, I said, Rabbi, the guy was a Sadiq. Sadiq, this guy, he passed away. Sadiq, but I know. So he turns to me and he says, The Sfaradim read Haggadah Shul Pesach. I just I can't read the Haggadah. He says, I don't I don't know the Nosah, but you have the Manishtana in your Haggadah. I have the Manishtana, Rabbi. He says, uh, how many questions in the Sefaradi version of the Manishtana? I said, four questions. He said, Hazakabaruch, you're asking the fifth question. The fifth question is not in the Haggadah. <laughs> Jews ask four questions. You have the fifth question. The fifth question is not the Haggadah. I don't maybe Sefaradi have a fifth question. You want to ask me why you lean to the left, why you eat marot, baruch abba. But the fifth question of the marriage, that you have to wait, tishbi ya'anik ushiot ubayot, that everybody have to wait, mishpatan, mishpatan, and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't hat shalom having any ga'aba bichlal. And look at that she's lashon, by the way. This is the, the cherry. Lashi obis says, nit'alema halakha, memenu. Vekan nifra al shinatal atara. What kind of lashon is that? Moshe Rabbeinu was in the tel atara. What's atara? Keter. Why would that she use such a funny lashon? The simple explanation is atara. But over here, what Moshe Rabbeinu was really doing was he was no tel atara when he told them adavar aksher yikshem yikem tikribun elai. He was telling them you have to be no tel atara. That's the keter. That's shar hamishim. So therefore, Bore Olam came along and brought everybody together, including the whole Ida, in order for them to see an experiment of how Sha'anun works. And that's what Shilabinu had to bring. And the lesson to us is be patient, Abuna. Be patient. Uh, just like uh Rabinu is gonna answer Binot Silubhad, he's gonna answer our claims also, and everything is gonna have a uh, a clarity. Like it says, Gal Nun that's the inyan of the of the Nunim, the Nunim Imrachim. In the meantime, Emuna, in the meantime, you have to say, Emuna, we have to be, you have to be, uh, be patient. And that's why, of course, the Torah was given one. on which day? The 50th day. The Torah was given on the 50th day. Because the Torah, today, the Baal Shem Tov says that we don't have understanding. Everything is in the Torah. Or Ganus. Where's the Ganus? In here. So if a person has a dilemma, Hasbir meaning Hasbir not a headache. He's confused. He doesn't know why. The Torah is, uh, gives a, 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 at least for now, it's a, it's a relax, it's a sedative. Okay, it's a sedative. But 
לעתיד לבוא בעזרת השם, הכוסה תשביע, ענה כושות. That's why the פרשה סטוס אוף פינחס פנלעזל, הכוסה תשביע, תרגום. בניתי שלום, he's going to be the מבשר שעתיד. Now we know the connection between פנחס ואליהו and the עניין of בנות צלופחד. Because בנות צלופחד reminds us of שער חמישים, and פנחס reminds us that what? שיהו אליהו, זה יקרה כפתי בבסדר גאולה, למרת ימינו.